Hype as fuck. I like that you're hype as fuck. Hell yeah. I gotta I'm try trying to, to get hype as fuck. That's why I had that coffee. I got to try to calm down because I might be Dude, a little too can hype. You, can I uh, borrow some of your serotonin? <laughs> you can. I need some. I've, Dude, after last weekend, my serotonin was at an all-time low. I I need to like I need to go mining for some dude. Yo, you know what sucks is man. It, the honest to god truth is exercise is what boosts it the well, most. I, I exercised today and yesterday, and, and I don't, man. I don't. Oh, but you seem to have like a bountiful amount, dude. Like, well, yo, that's Portland, man. It's it's Portland carrying over. I live in LA, and I, it's I. Ugh, I used to when I was young, I was like Daniel Day Lewis, and there will be blood. Like I was striking oil, squirting full of serotonin everywhere. And now, dude, I'm like mining for fucking ancient Egyptian artifacts. There just ain't much. Left. I mean, all I know is. When I was in New York, I was miserable, man. Like the past like two, three years of me oh. living in New York, I was legitimately miserable. Yeah. Then I moved out to Portland, knowing it was just going to be a one-year stopover, right? Or one, one and a half, whatever. And I, I had been to Portland before, but never actually like kicked it in Portland, yeah. spent time and like, you know, seen the outskirts and whatnot. So I looked at it as this is a year that I'm going to have to thug it through before I get to the promised land of LA. <laughs> right. But then when I saw what Portland had to yeah, offer, man, give you serotonin. Yo, bro. Yeah, like the hikes, man. Like you think hiking in LA is cool. Oh, wow, no, no, bro. It's way like, doper up there. Cause it's more vast. I mean, it's incredible. The coast is just like nature is good for serotonin. And that's the thing is that's what I think did it to me. Yeah. New York. There's no nature. There's really. no nature. And there's Central nature. Park don't really count. There's nature here, but you have to like drive. A yeah. Good amount. To get Portland, there, don't you have to do that too? No, not really. Like, dude, you know how they say everywhere in LA is twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, realistically, if you're in the heart of Portland, yeah, an hour enough. in any direction, yeah, it's true. It's small and you're enough. in the most natural beauty you've ever seen in your life. Plenty of serotonin. Not dude. to mention Forest Park, right? I don't know if you've been to Forest Park when you're in Portland. Mm. Forest Park, yo, look it up. Forest Park is just a crazy. I've never been outside the city, so. It's well, a, that's not true. I've been to other places in Oregon, but I've never like spent any like hiking time. It's just a crazy feature that I never knew the city had. I don't know how more people don't know about it. Forest Park is literally this gigantic natural forest, right? And they didn't central park it where they carved out and made a pond and blah, blah, <laughs> blah. No, nah, they keep it like OG, straight up dug firs, running creeks, waterfalls. Like it is that's just 100% natural beauty. So that's the way, like, yeah. I, even though I wasn't like, quote unquote, getting, you know, crazy exercise, just seeing that, yeah, just seeing that, fucking air that breathing that air. Oh my God, man. Yeah, man. Like I sometimes do that. I feel like I have to go like fracking for serotonin, like find it out of nothing. But if I do go out, like I surfed yesterday for the first time in, a, in five weeks or maybe longer because I had this ear infection and it wasn't a particularly great day of surfing condition wise, but I was in the sun in the middle of the day in the ocean and it, it definitely fucking... Hooked me up. Hell yeah, know? man. And uh, that's like something that you, it's hard to put a price on that shit, man. Just being able to go outside and get that. that I mean, when joy. I was back east, that's the whole reason I snowboarded, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's, I mean, that's beautiful too, but it's tough because a lot of times it's cold and it's gray and it's fucking. Yes, it, <sighs> yes and no. Yes and no. Still, even like in the worst conditions, well, not the worst conditions. If it's like freezing cold, then it's miserable no matter what. But even if the sun's not out, just gliding on that snow. Glide. Does something for you? Yeah, you know oh, yeah. The, the euphoric feeling of of the rush that you yeah, get from like I'm sure you like like I snowboarded the, mad the, times. the only surfing I've ever done is at the Jersey Shore in Nor'easters, 
right? So it's miserable weather. Yeah, yeah. But, That's the best time to surf on the East Coast, though. But it's incredible. Like, yeah. you better believe that I got my serotonin surf peaking. Surfing, baby. But, yeah, that's my, but that's my worry, man, is I feel like this is serotonin. Too much serotonin. The serotonin Blackos hangover gonna start throwing Portland. away the serotonin. It's a serotonin hangover from Portland, it's man. I'm just hoping it, you know, keeps. That fucking serotonin having motherfucker is my uh, a good friend, a producer, an executive producer, a, a, a music industry vet, a guy who works in publishing and promo and marketing. Rocco one of my best friends. Yes, true. This is true. Dude, this one of my top snake. shot that For dude. real. Not only is this dude a, a perfect candidate for uh, the Damage Goods podcast as a guest buddy, he's my boy, but I'm rarely my friends with people who kind of don't fit this artistic uh, archetype. So, But it's a pleasure, man, because you just moved here and fucking this is great. And we can, we can talk to you. I'm an LA talk. boy now, bruh, bruh. Yeah, man, you just spent your first two hours in traffic, only traveling like eight miles. <laughs> nah, I've been out to LA. Oh, yeah, enough nah, that's to true. Yeah, spend hours in traffic. That's true. It's a great place to listen to podcasts, like the Damage Goods podcast, which you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Oh, shameless Yo, plug. One other thing about Try Oregon, that I must say, um, obviously, my experience with Tree in, in LA is like when I visit. Oh, the Ganja, the Ganja, Yo, the Ganja is the best in Portland. Bro. I know, I know, a guy who grows up there and sells to the man of the dispensaries, dude. You, you know can, why? You because they have the they have the tightest regulation, and that's why when you find regulation like, on 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 like the quality, like, like of put it? it put it this way, right? If you walk into a dispensary, right, and oh yeah, yeah, like it says, it says, um, you know, twelve point two percent THC. Um, you know, one point eight percent CBD. If it if they come in and test it's you, off and it's point one, little, one off, off of your hands, you're shut down. You're shut yeah. down, not permanently, uh, dude, but they're, you're they're shut down. Dispensaries are strict. I mean, I call even buying edibles and, and stuff at their dispensaries. You could only buy so much at each one that I had to go to to various ones to acquire enough. Uh, I haven't encountered that problem. Like I remember, it was strictly with the edibles, man. I remember there was like a strip. Oh, fuck. I can't remember where this was. One time we had a show or a day off there, and we had us in this hotel. I don't think you you hadn't moved there yet, obviously. And mm-hmm. I went to three dispensaries. Thankfully, they were all in the same street. But, uh, they, yeah, that wasn't allowed to buy. Cause was that maybe, it just you and you by yourself? Yeah. All right, and I didn't have why. I had a fucking uh, out-of-state license and shit, Yeah, too, that might be I mean? why. They actually did. I forget what it was, but they did limit me buying something when I was by myself, and I was trying to buy... I forget. It might have been edibles, but I was trying to buy something like multiple and they, they denied me. But what, like, you know, when, when people come visit and we're like going to do something, we buy edibles. Like there's no yeah. limit, man. Yeah, that's cool. People. Smoke weed every day. See, now you're getting me too stoned for that. <laughs> I thought fall. that Portland ganja fucking uh, toughened you up at yeah, which yeah, it, this it's it's strong out here, man. It's it's definitely like it is. It's and you know what? It's not just that. I think it, when you smoke in the daytime in Southern California or any hot place, and you're especially in the sun, I think it hits you harder. Like driving around yeah, out no, here, no, smoking definitely. in the, in the whip, weather can it, definitely affect yeah. it. I mean, I also like. I mean, I got homies back home who just smoke backwards or frontal leaves inside in the winter all day, and so Yo, weird. And then you're less likely to go outside, you dude. Me to smoke that yeah, it's very fucking harsh. It's like leather. I smoke it when I go home. Uh, to Boston on, you know, like out of uh, nostalgia of sorts. I'd rather smoke Fronto than Backwoods, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, they're both pretty fucking harsh, but yeah, slightly yeah. better. But yeah, I don't really smoke blunts uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah. You want the blunt to at least last you one full D'Angelo concert? <laughs> I think um, all artists need to be like aware of various revenue streams in music because you got to try to get your money from mad different places now. What they need to do is constantly be seeking out new revenue streams because 
as one pops up, another dries up, right? So you you need to be on your business more than your manager and your lawyers, honestly. That's like a, that's like a tough thing. Um, I've talked about this concept on here before. It's a tough thing to go from left brain to right brain and shit. And like, do you think like artists' art or creativity suffers if they have to be so business minded most of the time? And like, I don't think so. Look at Jay Z. Yeah, he's like motherfucker. He's like, the he's the greatest example of of business artistry. But I mean, how many is. dudes are really as talented as business savvy? Well, he's definitely the best example. But I can I mean, think of a lot example, of very business savvy rappers: Rick Ross, yeah. Ti. Okay, all right. Um, Not uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know what I'm I saying? get it, but I I feel like. But even them, even the, I know exactly what you're saying. So so. To your to the point you're trying to make, <laughs> Rocco read my mind. I'm to the point you're that. trying to make, even people like them, maybe not Jay Z, but I guarantee you, like Rick Ross. Yeah, he's very business minded. Wings stop like a motherfucker. But he's, not, I, but he's probably not up on his neighboring rights. Even if somebody's collecting them for him, he probably doesn't even know how much is coming in. And like, you need to know those things. You need to know where these most artists nowadays, especially hip hop. Okay, you're a SoundCloud rapper. Your goal is to it's such an insulting negative uh, connotation. Right? Although I like some SoundCloud rappers, I mean, who, so it's uh, not, most ra- it's not all rappers have shit on SoundCloud. Exactly, so, it's right? not it's not a negative connotation. But I mean, you know, there is that. It's like a fucking derogatory yeah, slang. Yeah, like Lil Xan is a SoundCloud rapper, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, you take the the majority of those type of artists, right? Let's say you you become a Lil Xan, you become Takashi Six Nine, right? And just from bubbling on social media and having like one or two songs pop on YouTube or some shit. Now, all of a sudden, your show price is like 15 grand a show, right? That is probably the best way to make money in today's music business. No doubt, right? From the small to the big, from, the, from them all the way up to like Timberlake. You know, put together a huge tour. You're making a couple million a show. That's the way you're bringing in the majority of your bread. But from little to big, they're all overlooking like new revenue streams that can make tons of you know you need to know how to like a car salesman doesn't necessarily know how to fucking build a car or how it works but he can sell that motherfucker better than the guy who can put it together until recently most people at record labels couldn't tell you how publishing made money yeah now that's like a necessity to know shit's tricky up in there man I I, it's funny he's like you're one of I mean I've got a lot of friends and people in the music industry obviously from being artists but few of them were like my friends before or even maybe after you know i should say well we were doing it on the amateur level together yeah and i i don't like you know you're still a, a good dude you're not like um tainted by it as a lot of the people i know are but i mean even even my friends well i think that's to an extent what's held me back in my well, career yeah, and it, it's it is a good it's always been a bummer for me and that sounds like such a surfer ass adjective to use here but like as a person who was an artist and stuff like that it, it, personally to watch my friends kind of like get changed by it I won't oh, say yeah. change but like it it changes you one way or another I mean I'm, even you to some degree I'm sure but like not the like noticeable difference to me we're still like just and hopefully not ever. in a negative way no nah, you you're know? like you do maybe worry. change my steez if way, I'm gonna talk know? shit about you on my podcast I'm doing it when you're not my guest and I won't use your name it'll be no I'm joking bro of course, fuck with you of course but um, no, but for real but, though, like yeah, I totally, it, it, I totally get you, and I'm with and you. it's tricky because like now that I don't, I'm not in the music industry in that regard anymore, you know. So I don't have that attachment to the the business side. I don't have to like play that shit, play the games, you know, fucking right. go through the motions. I don't really want now that I don't have to. I don't want to be a part of it at all. And I've actually seen it like I chill with some of those friends less. Um, 
and it's not because I think I've like view what they do as something not worthy. It's just I can't be around that negative energy. It's very soul sucking. Made mistakes. And then he had a. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. I don't know the difference between sociopath and psychopath. One lacks empathy, or they both lack empathy. A socio wait between what? So psychopath, psychopath. Yeah. A psychopath can basically, if I'm not mistaken, can like kill and perform like things like that with no remorse. Yeah. Whereas, um, oh, and and pretend, you know, like they're normal. Like like what's his name? Um, like most serial killers. Yeah, but not Dennis Rader. BTK killer, right? He was like a normal Born to family. kill? The BTK, uh, Bind, Torture, Strangle. Oh, not was. the Vietnamese gang from New York, Born to no, Kill? No, but that book is off the fucking chain. Great book. Go read that. We were just talking about, what's his uh, name? TJ English, though. Yes. Great crime writer. With True Westies, crime writer. Westies, who Westies, Ashley put me down on. Westies, Shout Paddy Wack. Yeah. Westies is great. Paddy Wack was good. Havana Nocturne, I think is what it is. One of the hits out. that takes place in that book actually... Took place in the diner, right my favorite the corner diner. Of Hell's Kitchen. Right, yeah, right around the corner. Yeah, of the dude. Yeah, there was a violent, They were like a violent motherfuckers. Giuliani said that they were the the Westies with the most violent uh, crime group in New York at the time. Yeah, I disagree with I that know, yeah. because but didn't he put on put, put Ray DeMeo, Roy DeMeo onto like the chopping bodies thing? Wasn't that Jimmy Coonan's no. thing, or was it vice versa? No, 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 no. no. He put Roy, Jimmy Coonan onto it. Roy DeMeo was so no. Deep. It was Eddie the Butcher Kaminsky was doing it. Well, in Eddie House the Kitchen, Eddie the Butcher Kaminsky was, was doing it for the crew, but Roy DeMeo was the one that they contracted to kill Mickey Spillane so they could take over the Westies. Yeah, 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 because they didn't want to look up. Right, and Mickey Featherstone didn't want anything to do with the Italian mafia. Yeah, he was very so, anti that. Yeah, he and then Kunin like, yeah, was down, trying to get down with the Colombo, right? It's who they were trying to... No, no, Kunin went got down with the Gambinos. The he Gambinos, was, yeah, yeah. Roy DeMeo Roy looked over the Westies. Um, but true. that entire time, like, yeah. Jimmy Kunin literally, like, became an Irish... Mafia member, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah. he was dressing like a gangster. Yeah, yeah, like some fucking uh, like Jimmy Conway style. Exactly. That's kind of what fucked up him and Featherstone's relationship. Yeah, yeah, and that was one of the reasons why Featherstone was more fueled to cooperate. Yeah. I think than a lot. Rocco and I share uh, an interest in the knowledge of uh, organized crime shit and fascination. So, like, read books and watch documentaries and movies and shit like that. I uh, I need some like you you. I felt like I ran the gamut on books for a little while in that realm, but you always have like all these other ones. But I'm 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 I have a hard time reading the ones that aren't like as good. Not that the stories aren't good, but like I still need to to be written decently well. I've read some other and like same with music books. I've read some shit where I'm just like, fuck man, this shit just reads like crap. That I put you down on? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm just in general. Oh, in that's general. what I'm saying. I wouldn't put you down on anything bad. I do want to read that one, that corporation book about the Cuban mob, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey. Uh, um, running you know what's really good is White Florida. Shotgun about the Sicilian Mafia. What's in back in Sicily? Yeah, we mean like the Black Hand. No, no, no. It's like fairly recent Sicilian Mafia shit, but it's just really good. Oh yeah. Uh, There's mad uh, Italian crime shows out. God, it's so fun. Why is it so fun? I love it. It's not just because I'm Italian. I swear to God, they're the most Rocco Machetta. They're the most, but I'm half Polish, just like Snizza. That's very cool. Um, They're they're just even if I wasn't Italian, man, they're the most fascinating to me because 
especially in Italy, right? Yeah. There's four separate organized crime enterprises. What's the right? fourth one? That the one that starts with an N that I can't pronounce. Oh, the Indrangheta is yeah. actually the most money making. Yeah, I can they never pronounce that word. That's crazy word. The, the least known is the Sacra Unita. Wait, wait, who are the Calabrese dudes? The, Cal- the Calabrians are the Indrangheta. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I right, yeah, right. the most. There was two different ones. They they're the smartest because actually they're the, they're the dumbest probably mentally, but the smartest as far as how they run their organization well, because you have to actually be blood related to get in. Oh yeah, that's tight. Though. Less likely to snitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and nobody snitches on anybody. Well, wasn't that the whole theory behind you know like the blood oath and the Lacosa Nostra and stuff back in the right, day? Right, but originally? it's a blood oath. You weren't really family. Yeah, yeah you it's know? true. Tight, man. I mean, I uh, I need. I always need some new books. I read less though out here versus being in New York on the subway. I used to read like a motherfucker all the time. I'd burn through books a week. Um, but it's tough right here. Oh, man, I think I told you about it. It's the book about the Chinese triad lady that had a human smuggling operation. In New York? Yeah. Oh, nah, but that I know about that. Trill, I know about bro. that case and that shit. That book was trill. Yeah. I always, did, I always like um, reading about different, like, organized crime things from different ethnicities, different countries, different races. It's interesting, man. There's just lots of different shit. Um, I don't know. It's like watching gangster movies and shit, but it's like real. It's historic. I mean, what fascinates me the most, if if I could put it to a base level, is that there's that many secret societies operating. Yeah, I think that's what I like about it. Uh, of course, that's what it's makes it interesting. Intriguing. It'd be it'd be interesting if there was just one that was getting away with rampant crime yeah. in a world, especially today, where there's so much technology, right? But there's all these secret societies yeah. out there that are running all the crime in the world, and in large part, they're getting away with it. Yeah, and I, the, the cat and mouse aspect about it, I think, is something that always grabs my interest. Oh, you know, uh, the authorities develop, get all smart, develop certain techniques and technologies to catch the fucking bad guys, and then they develop ones to circumvent that. And I just love the innovation, man. It's mad innovation. Yo, that's what's crazy about the, interesting. Uh, the Yakuza, though, is they operate in the open. Yeah, well, I like, I mean, that, that could, but that only them in Japan, like in, in the States, they can't do that. Oh, no, no, no. There was actually uh, the highest-ranking Yakuza boss was just arrested in Thailand like two weeks ago. Oh, word. Yeah. But, yeah. but wh- Japan, what is it about Japan that they're, they can operate so – are they just that strong over there? Or I mean, I've, I don't know, to be honest with you. I've read about it, but I still don't fully understand it. I mean, in large part, they're involved in the community, right? So they're philanthropists. They're doing community – Beneficial things, but that's stuff all like gangsters that. do that in their neighborhoods. They they play to the Robin Hood role. To an extent, Whitey Bulger was known for playing the Robin Hood role, would really just destroy right. his community. Right to an extent. So look at look at Gotti. He was probably the epitome of that, right? And he used to throw like crazy parties for Howard Beach and for Little Italy, but he didn't take care of like everyone, right? They're taking care of everyone. Yeah, feel me? Yeah, uh, that's pretty g. Uh, I mean. Uh, that's an admirable quality of any I mean, person. When you're making that much money, you can though. That's yeah, crazy. I mean that's always one of the ways to like that. You know, crime groups use the people as like a, a concealment. Like you know, they, they buy the people's respect and they take care of things. They oh, appear absolutely. good. Keep the fucking 
and that's people that's everywhere back. too. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, it's it's a, that's a common thread in all here. crime groups ever yeah. in the states, overseas. The Camorra, like you don't have to be related to them, you don't have to be friends with them. If you live in like one of the hoods in Naples, you will never snitch on anything going down in the Camorra because you respect more them more than the cops, oh, yeah. and like they're nicer to you than the cops. You know, yeah. not even that they give you things, just that they just treat you better. The yeah. cops treat you like shit out there. That's yeah, true, man. You know? Did you see that movie on Netflix? Uh, what, what's his name? Fucking... The Outsider. Yeah, Jared uh, Leto plays yeah, the way... I was watching it, but I fell asleep. Uh, my girl watched the rest of it. I don't know what I watched. I watched but, the whole thing. It was really whack. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> you know what I think you still haven't watched? And I've told you this before. It's not a quote-unquote good movie, okay? So don't go into it thinking that. <laughs> this movie, Brother... Uh, All right, it's with Omar Epps. Um, I forget the dude's name, but he's actually old? like, it, yeah, it's an older movie. I forget the Japanese dude's name, but he's an older like actor. Nineties old, or like 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 2000s? early two thousands, early two thousands. The premise is that the yakuza dudes, like the yakuza captain, right, um, commits an offense where he has to basically leave Japan, right? So he goes to L.A. where his Japanese American brother's living. And he moves in and see that sees that his Japanese American brother is like lightly involved in crime, like dealing drugs, but getting punked around by like you know Mexican gangs and bigger yeah. gangs and whatnot. So he arrives, basically on the run from the yakuza in Japan, and he don't speak any English, mind you. And he just like slaps around his brother's crew and gets him clocking within like two hours. <laughs> and then from that point on, he just takes over LA organized crime entirely. Well, who's Omar Epsley? Police. Um, he plays the younger brother's friend, who at first gets the shit kicked out of him by the yakuza captain, but then like becomes super good friends. Oh, word, word. It's a good movie on the low man. It's on uh, Netflix, HBO Go. Nah, it used to be on Netflix. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You know what I can compare it to is Oxymorons, uh, where Oxymorons okay, okay, okay. is yeah, like yeah. not a good movie. Yeah. But it's yeah. so watchable because you respect the authenticity of it. You're the only person of outside of Boston that uh, probably knows that movie, but yeah. I mean, I respect the authenticity. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I liked about it. You know? Very authentic, very uh, true to form in those ways. You Dude, know? realest Boston accents I've ever heard I in a mean, movie. They're, they're the kid. They're playing they're Boston, themselves. Exactly. And then it's also just very accurate about what, at the time period, what, what went down. What these kids would be wearing, uh, you know, everything, you know. Uh, I, I don't know. It was very accurate in a lot of these ways. I mean, I know. Some people in that movie, I know some of the, the kids from that kind of story. Johnny Hickey, yeah, I remember me. And back uh, then. it's just, you know, it's a go watch that thing, it's on Netflix. Didn't he? He bounced at a club. Uh, I think in Faneuil Hall, he bounced at a club. Oh, maybe a comedy club? Maybe. I think you're the one that introduced me to yeah, him. Yeah, I don't positive. know. Chris, Chris, my man Chris Farone knew him, writer, a podcast alum. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know him like that. But I do know some of the other guys in that movie. It's unfortunate because I thought he was actually going to make like another good movie after that, and he hasn't. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's tough to make movies. It costs a lot of fucking money, dude. Movies are tough, man. Damn, I don't. You need some money to like do your shit. But it's like music to an extent now, where um, you can do it yourself a little easier than you used to. Yeah, I grew up with a kid in New Jersey who moved out here years and years ago. Um, Just put together a show, produced it, directed it. Um, It hasn't come out yet, but it looks legit, man, and. Basically, they're streaming it on their site. Like, it's the name of the TV oh, show, dope. .tv. I mean, it, it, depending on what the concept is, you can make an attainable movie 
with a certain budget. You know, if you're trying to do some right. fucking superhero sci-fi fucking shit, like forget about oh, it. It obviously. looks cheap. Yeah. But like you see, like even um, you know, what are the I always forget the fuck or fuck their name up. There's these two director brothers from New York, Safty brothers. They did Good Time. They did Heaven Only Knows. Oh, um, heaven only knows. They're there. It's these two dudes. They're from Queens. The Softy, Sardi, Sardi. Fuck, I'm sorry, guys. They make good movies. They made the movie Good Time with Robert Pattinson that just came out, like the bank yeah, robbery. I didn't say. Good flick. It's a fun New York indie movie. It has that indie vibe. But it doesn't. I don't like Robert Pattinson, though. He's actually very good in it, dude, I gotta yeah. say. But it's, it's, it's I mean, a movie that you okay could do, though. Movies. You could shoot those kind of movies on an indie level because you're not asking for much. Oh, uh, dude, this, this kid Aristotle I used to work with. Um, you might even know him, Aristotle Torres. Mm-hmm. He's done music videos for a bunch Maybe. of people like I've Nas, such, Fabulous. Um, I don't know. I've got such funny goldfish brain memory these days. He's he's segued into movies recently, and and I haven't spoken to him in a minute. But just like watching from afar, you know, like seeing you know shit unravel on social media and whatnot. I mean, he's he's bubbling, bro, and, and you could tell he's doing it on a minimal budget. You know? Yeah, I mean, you can do it, dude. It's I don't. I think it's also tough to get people to watch. Uh, you know, shorts, uh, indie movies, even like quality indie movies that are available on Netflix and, and, and iTunes and shit. Even getting people to fucking check shit that hasn't been shoveled down their throat. Like you and I are fine film connoisseurs. Yeah. And many of the listeners of this podcast, you you two are these things. But the common folk, I think it's harder for us though, honestly. Well, no, no, we have a, a high uh, standard. Yeah. But, like I'll sit through I'm, Netflix But I know to hour. go check. Out on certain movies because I they come on my radar on oh, certain definitely. things yeah, yeah, yeah. where people that don't see it like on their Instagram feed as an advertisement on TV or, yeah, or billboards yeah, yeah. don't even know about these movies. And so many people go to watch movies just like ho hum. Like of course I'm going to go check out this movie, and yeah. they'll ask me, "Oh, did you see blah blah blah?" I'm like, "No, I would never see that movie. Not even uh, at home, like for free." Yo, speaking of which, it's though, such a fucking snob. Um, and I'm, I'm only Nazi. saying this because you said cool. you saw Annihilation. In our group chat. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yo, that's not a movie I would typically Dude, like. I never would want to go see it. Nor would I. Dude, I but, my girl but, wanted to see it. I well, didn't I saw the trailer. I, that's that's not, not true. I, I didn't If not, somebody not told go. me I, I did what it go. was, I, that's that's a movie I wouldn't want to see. I would have watched it I saw free. the trailer, yeah. and I was like, I will see that. Yeah. And then I found out it was the same um, Dude, people. Dude, Ex Machina. Yeah, which Ex Machina I loved. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking clever. Yo, Annihilation. It's not a sci-fi movie for me that was so... Fucking, you know, like, 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 using so many uh, CGI effects with no depth. It wasn't cheesy. It had like a lot of like political and social commentary. And And that's the thing. I've opened up to sci-fi a lot more recently because of that. Like sci-fi when we grew up was corny as fuck. Yeah, there's the classics like the Terminators, the fucking Predators, Star Wars. And don't get me wrong, like those are classics. I did watch them, but now I actually look at some sci-fi movies as cinematic masterpieces. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, like. Like, even Blade Runner 2049, good movie, not great movie, yeah. but good movie. Yeah, 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 for sure. But the visuals, like, Dennis Villanueva, St- holy He's doing shit, the, um, the new Dune remake, and I've never seen the original one. Nor they, have I, but I'll see anything he makes. I'll see anything he makes. Yeah, I usually watch every uh, film. that If I like a director, I go to tend to go, go watch the director's movies, where if I have, like, actors I like... No, actors I love, I watch all their shit. Actors I yeah. like will take some shitty movies here and there, but uh, if you like a certain director, you can always bet most of the time yeah. his movies no, absolutely. Gonna, her movies I think me and you dope. were both like that. Yeah. Like, uh, those are the people I look up, oh, movies coming next is like director's directors, shit, not right. by what actors are in them. I mean, look what we were talking about recently, right? Fastbender, actor I love. He's quality. Love. 
But he's picked some bad movies. Man. Yeah, man. I mean, some of the greats do that. That's the big critique of De Niro and Pacino in their latter years. And Yo, you know him and uh, Fassbender one. and Tom Hardy went to the same drama school together? Wait, De Niro, Tom Hardy, and no, Fassbender? No, no, Tom Hardy oh. and Fassbender. Oh, in England. Yeah. Oh, they're both and, good actors, dude. And Tom Hardy tells this crazy story about how um, Fassbender was so method, he used to be like the most hated person in the school. Because oh, there was one, like, at all times he would piss people off with his method shit like he was so deep with it but one time in particular he's playing a role of a dude in a wheelchair okay and he never left the wheelchair so people would be in the cafeteria and he'd be like waiting to get food and he'd like sit there until somebody (laughs) behind him pushed his wheelchair and people would like curse him out and yada 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 and tom hardy was like i'll I'll admit i hated him but like now he looks back and he's like respect that shit man that's fucking some real that's, dedicated yeah. Andy Kaufman ass shit, man. Wow, I, I always love people of any art form that do that. Even that, like, that know, musicians, yeah. things like that. It's it's incredible. Like the movie The Prestige, I love it because that's kind of like what they're in awe of and shit. You know, that's one and of my like, favorite movies. Dude, of all it's time. in the top ten for me. It's sunk it's into top, my top ten. Top five. For I me, own honestly. the goddamn Blu-ray. As do I, uh, I own the DVD, yeah. not Blu-ray. But it's it's uh. It's, but dude, it, I would say, I would seriously say top five probably. It's like one of those movies that. Gets better the more it's you watch perfect. it. You pull it's up more from film. it. It's it a is, perfect It really film. is. It's funny is how I wasn't more checking for it when it came out. I got I felt watched uh, it dude, years later. Nor was I, but I remember um, me, Chris, forget who else, but me and Chris back in Jersey, the same week, The Departed and The Prestige came out. Oh wow, it was that time. And The Departed came out first. So we went to see The Departed, and we were like, wow, like yo, yeah. that movie was bananas. Two days later, we go see The Prestige. And we left that movie like, okay, let's just mark this moment as we're never going to see two movies back this good, this close together ever again. He's absolutely right. Like, just some, some, blew some me away, dude. Movies. Yeah, I love, man, I, I love going to the theaters and shit. I got to take you to some cool-ass indie theaters out here in L.A., man. There's some fun ones. That's the only shit I like watching nowadays in theaters. I can't watch, like. There's some movies I like try to get on the big screen, you know? Yeah. I, I like going. I love shutting my phone off. It's like so fun. Yeah, that is. And just like zone out, eat some fucking snacks. Like, eat a lot of popcorn. Only time I really eat popcorn. But I will do that. Yeah, Yo, you want to laugh though. in the movie? Yeah. Fucking The Prestige. My dad tried telling me he knew that they were brothers. Oh, get the fuck brother. out of it. No, dude. You watched you watch the movie three Yo, times and still not know. I swear to God. I'll cl- Yo, I will never stop oh, clowning shit. him for this. I'm clowning him on a podcast yeah. right now. That's how far I'll take oh, it. Oh, man. Realty every time it comes up in conversation, but of course he didn't say it until after the movie, after he yeah, watched course, the movie. But still to this day, he'll be like, "I knew they were twin brothers." Are you kidding me? It was so obvious. It was so obvious. Yeah, like, no, are you dude. kidding me? Come on, yeah, man. Nobody, nobody that. guessed that. Nobody and if you that. and if you tell me that, unless you're my father, my father, I'll give a pass too. But Slight pass. If you if you tell me that, and I don't know you, like, we're having words. <laughs> We always like to be smarter. Yo, I like Bowie dumb. killed it in that. Yeah, David Bowie, dude. He was in like a few movies here and there, but he's uh, such an iconic like musician, dude, that very selective with what movies he'd appear in. You know, when you'd have musicians in movies back in the day, not even that far back in the day, but like yeah. dudes from his era or after. He was, was good as Warhol in Basquiat. Yeah, he was very good as Warhol. I mean, very few people do that, but then I see like sometimes like new musicians, they'll do some bullshit ass movies. 
Yeah, there's been a there's couple good ones, though. Like, like, like Andre 3000 actually surprised dude, me. In the most Jimi Hendrix deaf. movie, Most Def is a fantastic deaf. actor. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. Incredible actor. Uh, he's a fantastic. Cube's straight, dude. Cube's good. Yeah, Cube. Yeah. Will Smith, dude. dude some people, a lot of people give the Will Smith nah. argument that Will Smith is a... Uh, his no music started. Cutter. I can't give it the his, cookie cutter. His music started and only so shortly after did his acting career start that it wasn't like. But I think he was a rapper first and then became an actor. Right, I agree. But yeah, like uh, I think there was even a chick recently, a chick singer that crossed over, and I feel like actually uh, did very well uh, on this podcast. Rocket, we say female singer, females, yeah, person females. singer. Yo, if I was back person in singer, New York, that sounds like somebody's name. Person singer. I, just, I don't even Yo, use this. Like, I don't even broad? use. This, I don't even use it seriously. Broad? But, I use broad all the time. But me and all my boys, just because it sounds hilarious, we say broad. Yeah, like, I just say broad. broad. I just say broad all the time. It's crazy, fucking broods. It is broad. Let, you, let me tell you about these broods. Yeah, that's probably not. <laughs> like, I know that one's not um, yeah, accepted. Man, I, I I wonder to myself how much of a Jersey accent I still have. Yeah, you definitely out here. Your shit's gonna stand out. Uh, but do I still tenfold. have it? Like I, I yeah. can't tell anymore. I do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I feel like I've shaken it to a large extent. Like I hear my parents say "coffee," I would, and I cringe. Out I'm here, like, like it, it sounds even more so because you've got that the California accent, if people even have one, is is very much toned down. But mm. you've got so many in LA, so many fucking transplants from like Midwest and Ohio right, and right. some states that have no accents and shit like that. So everybody, I mean. People hear my shit and they think I am from Brooklyn or something, and they like when they try Bro- to mimic exactly. Yeah, that no way. Yeah. But like people try to mimic it back and like, hey, yo, Jake the Snake, dog, I'm from Brooklyn. And I'm like, nah, oh dude, God. get the fuck out of here. But- you know what's weird too is I feel like um, just being around you, for example, like just being around oh. you know close friends, like brings it out of me. Yeah, well, you're probably more relaxed and. Well, no, it's not even that. It's I've known you since like I was straight at a. Right Jersey. Jersey, you know what I mean? Redman style. New Jerusalem, like claiming get <laughs> Is Redman the, the greatest Jersey rapper of all time? Dude, well, uh, I was surprised no, you I would fucking say hesitated. No. no, I would say I would honestly say no. I Who love I love I love Redman. I would love Redman. I'm um, fucking I would give so it shocked to, you didn't give it to Redman. Dude from Outsiders is Pace ridiculous. One? Yes, Pace One is incredible. Yeah, and Pace One's the shit, dude. But Redman. But number man, one, Pain oh. One, bro. Tame One is a beast. All right, see, Rocco, you're getting all fucking technical, dog. Tame One yes, is a fucking maniac. Yes, and Tame One, maniac. half of the artifacts, is dope, too. I'm not talking about, like, the most nah, strong Sensei, rapper. And but shout, fucking Redman, Shout out to Elder Sensei, because that's my man, Omar's cousin. But Elder Sensei was, like, weak. Tame One is hey, both hey, hey. artifacts and solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crushed dude, it. but Redman. Dude, he's a fucking legend, Yo, Redman bro. is, like... He's an MTV Cribs episode yeah, alone. of course. No, he's... He's got classic albums, man. You're going to give me... Tame one. Yeah. Who's a better uh, rapper? I thought you were asking me. I mean, yes, Rocco. Who's a better rapper? Tame one's a better, a better rapper. rapper, dude. Tame one's a better rapper. Ah, you're such a fucking dirt. Yo, trust me. Redman is. You know, I'm from. I like Pace New One Jersey. style more than fucking things. Pace One style is incredible, bro. So and Young Z. I picture Tame One or Pace One rapping, always moving his arms like a '90s rap video, floating like a bag. You know, Eminem lived the last yeah, year before he, was he went in the to outsiders. LA. He was in. He uh, lived in Newark in the in the outhouse. Yeah, and was, he was in the, in outsiders. the outsiders, which is such a strange. I always was confused by that allegiance because this comes all the way from Detroit, and well, they, they gets down with they heard him. Outsiders. They heard him and just showed him love, and were like, "Yo, come out here and come, like, kick yeah, it with us." Yeah, Detroit's not bad enough. Why don't you come to fucking Newark? Mm. Yeah, especially the outhouse thing. <laughs> fucking like the Midwest white dude in Newark, Newark. But that always pissed me off though, because I love Eminem, but you know. Knowing like early Eminem because of the Outsiders, right? He was putting on the Outsiders, 
And then he gets signed, goes back to Detroit. Yeah, he never really showed the outsiders love. Yo, he huh? cut him off, bro. Like, he shunned them. Totally. I mean, he definitely, and I respect this. He put the fuck out on of uh, D12 and shit. But the, but, and I respect that, that too. But if you're going to put on anyone, if you had to choose between the two. Yeah, why did that not put on occur, the outs, occur to me until right now? Like, sure, D12 brought you into hip-hop, but the outsiders put you up rent-free for a year in Newark while you were, like, you know, cutting records in New York for free. You know? know? Recording in New York. I mean, I was, I don't know. I felt like that was dick. I don't, uh, I don't know the personal story from anybody, but that's like what we as New Jerseyans know. And New Jerseyans, is that New Jerseyites? What are you guys, New Jerseyans? Yo, yeah. is Union City, New Jersey, um, banging Cuban food. Yeah, yeah, oh it's a Cuban God. hub. Yeah. Uh, it's the biggest population of Cubans in America outside of Miami. Yep. Um, and I, better, I, better Cuban food, in my opinion, than Little Havana. Swear to God. Yeah, I, I've got a, I, I don't know. I can't. The verdict's out. Are the jury's out on that one? Yo, verdict's next out. time you're in New York, go to Union, bro. Trust me. You know, I've been there, dude. I've, I recorded. I recorded there a bunch. Me and me and my oh, man Franco went to a studio out there a bunch. Yeah, yeah. You lived in. JC. I was in Jersey City, yeah, yeah. which is a fucking. Someone told me that, or I read somewhere that Jersey City is one of the most, or the most diverse city in America. It is. Like I think it's just the most different ethnic groups. You ever been to the far west side of JC? I th- what does that mean? Uh, I it's lived off Kennedy Boulevard. It's hood, man. I mean, I I was around. Man- no, I didn't live in the super duper hood, but I was close enough to it. But I drove probably through. closer to PJs. Which like, sex? There's mad PJs. Yeah, there's mad PJs. If you go far enough west, there's like low rising househoods. Like it's I, yeah, I know where those are. I mean, I've been. I didn't but live downtown. I lived like I got off the Journal Square past stop, and then I was off Kennedy. Right. Yeah, Journal Square is not bad. Um, but it's like Dirty it's like anything else. It's smell like, like shit everywhere. Trash, dude. Not for nothing. I'm not even saying this because I'm from the Jersey side. If anything, I would instinctively say otherwise because I'm from Jersey. But the Jersey City view is better than the Brooklyn view, in my opinion. And I wasn't even close to the view. That's well. If you ever seen the view from either, yeah, you know, I've seen, I've close seen to the river, um, and that's what's happening to JC now. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like dumb. Just like crap. the way Hob- uh, Hoboken and shit. Yeah, exactly. what, what's up with um, Williamsburg? What? No. What's the other motherfucking one, dude? Bayonne. What's Bayonne? Like Bayonne's kind of grimy, little. Joy. Um, Bayonne's weird because I think Bayonne you have to take the ferry from. Bayonne, Bayonne does Bridge. have. Yeah, you you want to know what's funny is you know who grew up in the Bayonne projects? Who? George R R Martin. What? The dude that wrote Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's why he's such a grew- thug motherfucker. So check this out. Grew up in the Bayonne Projects, right? Which, which literally you step out of the building and, and you're looking at Manhattan, right? Across right. the Hudson. So when he built um, the Seven Kingdoms, right? It's all based on Jersey. Oh. Manhattan, Essos is like Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, Rocco, look at motherfucker. Look at the Game, of the Game of Thrones knowledge. I, well, I, I wouldn't be able to decipher that. I read about it. But if you look at a map from that angle and then look at um, the Game of Thrones map from the same angle, it's like, night, you know, it's uh, it's so painfully oh, obvious. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, dude. shit. And dropping jewels um, on all, all the fucking Game of Thrones listeners. What do you call it? The, oh, I forget what the wall is, whether if it's like the New York state border to. To New York State, but there's like some significance to the wall, even as wow. well. Yeah, Dropping some knowledge. The wildlings. Yeah, dude, Rocco coming through, sharing all kinds of fun little tidbits. Man, that's what people tell me. I Air know, candy. I know. Um, you crush some like fucking Jeopardy. retarded little facts. You're yeah. like Rosie Perez. Yeah. What exactly. is a quince? Who is Peter the Great? Who is the Emperor Constantine? Who is King John? Yes. Huh? He's in the zone, man. Who is Victoriano Red Star? Yeah, right. Ooh. 
Sometimes, Billy, when you win, you really lose. You're like my mom's, dude. My mother's the same way. Bro, it's ridiculous. That's all right. At least you remember shit. <laughs> I used to try to be like forgetting the shit. Fucking making a Bro, I'll never shirt. forget. I was in the car one time with my girlfriend and her parents, and we're driving through. That already they, sounds rough right where there. Where they live in. No, it wasn't bad. And we're, Joking, we're driving actually. through upstate New York where they live now. And um, we saw a sign for like Old Tapan or Tapan, New Jersey. And her dad made a comment about it. And like just instinctively, because I know this fact, I was like, yeah, that's where. Um, you drop a mob killing fact? No, 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 no. Oh, that would, that would probably make him happy as a clam. Um, oh, fuck. What was his name? The traitor that brought Benedict Arnold over, the British soldier, Christ, um, Benjamin, oh, or, or something, Andre, Major Andre, Major John Andre, Major Andre. John Andre. Okay, so as soon as I heard like Old Japan, I was like, oh, that's where Major John Andre was was hung for his <laughs> war crimes, and they were and, and yeah, they were like it. they were like what? I was like Major John Andre, he's the one that you know made Benedict Arnold a traitor. He's the one that convinced him to become a traitor. They were like, oh? <laughs> like, still not with me? Rocco's mad as more, dude. So then I give him the background, right? But, like, the moral of the story, and I'm still impressed by this to this day. Yo, dude went out like a G, bro. That's Benedict why they, Arnold did? No, no, no. Um, oh, the British John guy. Andre. That's why this story stuck with me still to this day. I don't know. Um, so basically, you had, like, you know, the, the Continental Army, right? That caught him as a spy, didn't deny it one bit, admitted it from like the first second he was caught, right? He's like, just treat me as a British gentleman. And they did, right? <laughs> British um, motherfuckers are smoking they were, shit. Y'all they were, like, they were asking like him to give him gentleman. info to like snitch on people. He's like, he's like, don't even waste your time. He's like, just bring me to the gallows. Gangster. Right? And um, like basically the entire time they interacted with him, he was just like, I accept my fate. Hang me. Um, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but just know that I'm an English gentleman and to the point where like multiple American soldiers wrote on record that they were so impressed by him that they didn't want to hang him. Like he was just like, and, and he hung, he's, you know, snapped at the neck with a calm face. Oh, like that's some G shit. Yeah, yeah, Come on. Call it, that wouldn't stick home. with you. Yeah, no, so major John Andre, bro. And he was piping down two cuties at the same time. So, you know, he's got that that's going for him. Polygamy. Polygamy. You can polygamy. Dude, that's why I love history, though, man. It's like I wish they taught us shit like that in school because, yeah, you know. Well, that's like I like reading history like you do, too. I Real read history. history yeah. And I, I, I like watching history shit. But it's shit that isn't the, the watered down Oliver shit. Oliver Stone's people. Yo, that was a great history. series. If anybody hasn't and fucking the watched that. interviews. Oh, that was so that, good. Yo, so good. Those are Showtime or fucking Netflix for the uh, the first one. Showtime. Both. And, uh, and now it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And those are quality versions of history. You know, whenever you read the shit in school was so fucking Watered fluffy, down, man. man. And even the shit on a lot of the fucking history channels and shit is pretty fluffy. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's like when you when you find some of this other shit, you realize how rich and crazy history was. It's not so clean cut. It makes it very interesting. And I, and I will admit this: like I know enough about history to know there's certain things that Oliver Stone has said, especially in people's history of the United States. Yeah, that they're not they're not you know fiction. But he embellishes a little bit, you know, making it yeah. sound like um, – I can't even think of a specific example, but he definitely embellishes. But in no way does he lie. Like the way he yeah, breaks yeah, it down, aren't twisted. it's the way it happened, right? So, you know, when you go and watch that, like 
any person with a brain is going to come out of it like, damn, maybe the Cold War was mostly our fault. And, you know, like, like it or not, the Russian army won World War II. Yeah. It wasn't the English. Yeah. It wasn't the Americans. It wasn't us combined. True, true. It was the Russians. Stopping the Germans period. on that yeah. front. And, then, and basically depleting their country in the process, yeah. leaving them unequipped for the Cold War. But then fucking high-ranking ill German, you know, generals and scientists that we captured were like, whoa, 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 yo, the Russians are crazy ill. Y'all are going to be fucked. Y'all need us. We're going to help yeah. you build shit. The Russians are ready to rock. And fucking freaked Americans and out. And they beat us to space. And, but the thing is, the Russians weren't even that ready. The Germans kind of played. Uh, they're not. Some of those dudes played the states. So well, they neither could get, of us kept were. Alive. Neither of us were, and that's yeah. why we were both making heavy plays for the German yeah. rocket scientists because yeah, 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 they exactly. were the ones that were so advanced. And they were, you know, they were using motherfuckers against each other because they yeah. either got saved. The ones that didn't get put to death were either saved by the Russians or the United States. Yeah. And of course, you're going to say whatever you can say to fucking stay alive. Germans are smart motherfuckers. Played them both. I back mean, dude, to back. that's you know. If, if, and then if an they outsider, have the healthiest European economy, right? If an outsider saw my like obsession with Nazi Germany, the books I read and the, like, mm. the shows I've watched, mm. shit, Rocco, they, don't they, get my they fucking might, podcast. No, that's what I'm saying. They might think they might that. think the wrong thing, um, but you know, in reality, what it is is it's they're absolutely like as insane as it gets, and they were still able to get an entire nation. To back their play and cheer them on, and yeah, it's, it's scary and, psychology to really and accomplish all this wild shit. I mean, the shit that you don't even like, care about. Like they accomplished the shit that we wouldn't have seen until like the eighties or nineties in in a matter of like four years. So the combination of the two that they were batshit fucking lunatics that were pretty much like the embodiment of Satan on Earth, and yet they did all this is like fascinating to me. I, you I know. Mean, Bad guys can be smart too, you know. That's the makes the worst bad guys. Is it smart that? Yeah. Is it that, or is it you have to be bad to smart. to achieve to overachieve to this great extent? Well, there's a you know, man reaps what they sow, and sometimes people go a little too far, and it, and the 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 side effects of that, the ramifications are fucking horrible. I mean, look at Blitzkrieg alone, right? Poland, Belgium, France, um, uh, the German Netherlands, um. And one other place, right? Everywhere they blitzkrieged, it was done because they just invented pervitin, which is methamphetamine. Yeah. Fed it to all their soldiers yeah. and were like, go, go, go. Yeah. So they didn't stop. It was like two, three days of just tanks rolling over everybody. In the case of Poland, it was literally tanks against horses, cavalry. Yeah. Oh, they ran over the cavalry. Right. Yeah. Motherfucking shit. You, I know you, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. You got a dinner to go to. You going to get some Italian yeah, food? Yeah. Some pasta fagu? Um, I don't know where we're going, peppers, actually. Huh? Depends yeah. if I can make it back to Santa Monica. Get some manual. Dude, just be mad. LA, go get a Poke Bowl. Poke oh, dude, yo, we, we got the best Poke Bowl there is in LA. You know oh, that? Poke Bowl. I don't know. I mean, I've felt um, there. Oh, you know what? I'm actually good to go for a little bit more. He Plastic, to me. He's sir. running late. Oh, man. Unless you want to cut it, we can cut it. Cut just it. kick it. Gotta cut it. Cut that dope. Cut that dope. Terry, cut that fucking dope. Coming back to those streets again. No job, no money. Why? What then? Five kids waiting for the daddy to come home every day. Now, they're 
trying to make a living out of what they got. Daddy comes and goes like he wants to. So the son doesn't grow up with respect. He ends up a loser like his old man. Well, a 32 year old obsession painter with talent got famous, got rich, got everything. His life was a drive in the fast lane. He was involved by the rich people's disease. More, more money was needed. So he painted, painted, and painted. Till he finally fainted. Coroners were morphing overdose. Someone kills 